Welcome to the Straight Up Small Business Podcast. I'm Beck Buchanan, accountant turned bookkeeping business owner. I'm passionate about small businesses like yours, and I create this weekly podcast to support and inspire you to make the next best decision in your business journey. I'd like to acknowledge the Arakwal people of the Bunjalung Nation whose country I am on this week. I acknowledge the elders past, present and those emerging as the traditional owners of this incredible land and I thank them for caretaking it for centuries so that so many of us can enjoy it today. Hello and welcome to episode 86 of the Straight Up Small Business Podcast. I hope you are well and getting organized for the end of the calendar year. I feel like I've already entered silly season. I'm away at a leadership retreat this week at a place called Soma in Byron Bay. This retreat is called Reset You and it's all about taking stock learning from leadership experts and taking a breath from the hectic pace of one's life. I went on this same retreat last year and it was absolutely incredible, so I'm back for round two. I'll post some pictures of what I'm doing and experiencing on this retreat on my Instagram stories if you want to check those out and see what I'm up to. Then next week, I'm off to Sydney for one of my fabulous clients' Christmas parties. I can't believe it's Christmas party time already. Then I'm off to Melbourne after that for the Zero Awards, which is very exciting. Amy from my team and I are going to those awards. It's also business activity statement time and we're gearing up to shut my business straight up bookkeeping down for a couple of weeks over the holiday period. So there is a lot going on. I'm sure you feel a bit the same in your business and your life. So I encourage you to plan December and January out now in your business so that when the holiday time comes around, you can ease into it rather than slam into it, which I've been known to experience in the past. I would also like to address, as I say all these seemingly really fun things that I'm doing, that it can feel insensitive to be saying these things when the world is, as my colleague Amy describes, a bin fire at the moment. I spend a lot of my spare time watching Al Jazeera news and being horrified by the happenings in Gaza. And when preparing for this podcast, I broke down in tears several times, tuning into the news in the background as I was learning what's unfolding there at the moment. And I've been trying so hard to understand the intricacies of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. I've even needed to draw maps for myself just to digest what's happening. And my husband and I have been having really robust talks about the history of how these problems have arisen and and what actually is unfolding at the moment. And throughout my workday, Amy and I are often lamenting about the state of Australia where we live and the impact of the Indigenous Voice to Parliament getting an overall no vote in our country and what that means for Indigenous Australians and what that means to be an Australian generally. We are putting all of our uh, donation efforts this year towards Indigenous causes, but really that's a very small drop in the ocean of what needs to happen in this country to bring equality for all of us. So I understand that I have many privileges and having a business podcast may seem flippant in the context of all the world crises that are happening at the moment. And I've even considered whether I should put social media and my podcast on hold till a more stable world situation comes around, should that ever come around, I'm not sure. But for now, I am continuing my work here 
because for those not in life or death situations right now, they are probably still facing non-life-threatening stresses such as cost-of-living hardship. People in business still need to make money to afford mortgages or rent and food and fuel and caring for their children or their ageing parents. And if there are staff to pay in one's business, then business owners need to be making money in order to pay those staff. It follows that I see my role to play as educating and empowering business owners as a really important one, even if not a life-saving one. This is why I'm continuing to show up here, and it is not because I'm living in a bubble of other matters going on in the world. It's also why I'm empathetic about businesses selling their stuff right now on social media or otherwise, when it can feel a bit crazy to be selling clothes and eyeliners, and I've seen some you know, social media commentary saying, why on earth are people out there selling their stuff right now? Why are influencers selling their stuff? It seems really insensitive. But the fact is, even frivolous things can be necessary to make money for the person selling them. And I really understand that behind those businesses selling things are humans supporting other humans. And short of putting our head in the sand and just rocking back and forth in a corner, we need to keep showing up and living our own lives and trying to do the best we can despite the tragedies happening in the world right now. So that's why I'm showing up today and have been and will continue to do so. But yeah, there's a bit of a rambling pondering about why I still think it's important to show up even if you're not on the front line of a war or out there protesting, you're still doing your own thing in your own way to make your life and other people's lives better. So that aside, I'm going to dedicate today's episode to talking about business savings and how much money you should put away for tough times or unexpected events in your business journey. For example, when COVID took hold a few years ago and many businesses couldn't run or their sales dropped dramatically during that time, or when natural disasters happen, or when you lose a key team member and can't deliver to your usual levels, whatever the situation may be, having a cash safety net will provide a financial cushion for unforeseen business challenges and provide you stability during downturns and give you time and headspace to get back to more normal operations or to pivot your business into a new direction. But the hard part is working out how much is required for a safety net. What works for one business may not work for another, and your personal situation will play a role too. Like my husband is often encouraging me not to leave too much cash in my business because we have a high interest variable mortgage that we are better off offsetting in our personal accounts. But if your business is the main source of breadwinning in your family, then regardless of your mortgage commitments, it might make much more sense to keep cash stores in your business so that you absolutely know you have the funds there should your business fall on tough times. It's a personal decision. I've heard advice along the lines of, you must have three months of expenses saved or put 10% of your revenue into savings every week. If you've listened to me in previous podcasts, you'll know that I think blanket approaches like this are vague and general and not always that helpful. And some business owners who aren't across their numbers might struggle to work out these figures anyway. So I would instead encourage entrepreneurs to take some time to look at their business in isolation of any general advice and work out what level of savings works for them and brings them peace of mind. And to distinguish between what level of savings is nice to have, i.e. the more the better, versus what level of savings is absolutely imperative, i.e. to keep operating if revenue was to stop all of a sudden. 
To do this analysis, you are going to benefit from having historical accounting info for your business at your disposal, ideally via up-to-date bookkeeping in software like Xero, where you can look at the last 12 months of your financials. And you're going to also benefit from having an idea or a forecast into the future, which may not match what happened in the last 12 months. So for example, if you know you're about to hire a staff member next month or have long service leave to pay out for another staff member who's been with you for a long time, then that won't be coming through your historical financials, but you still absolutely need to be aware of these expenses when doing this cash safety net calculation work. Okay, so here are the steps that I would put out there for you to consider following to come up with what sort of savings you need for a healthy business safety net. Note that this is not out of a textbook and it is not specific advice for you. It's just my thoughts in a podcast and you can take from it what you will if you think it's going to be useful. But always apply uh, your own common sense and your own logic to your own situation. Okay, so number one is to work out the fixed and variable costs of your business. Fixed costs are expenses that stay the same no matter how much activity a business is doing. Think rent, electricity, council rates, telephone and internet bills, salaries, insurance, and certain software required to run your business. Variable costs, on the other hand, go up and down with your level of business activity, and they include discretionary costs that can be turned off. Think direct costs or cost of goods, contractor costs, transaction fees, training expenses, advertising and marketing expenditure, etc. These costs can usually be reduced or turned off completely in periods of downturn and don't need to be taken as seriously as fixed costs when considering your business safety net. For example, in my case, I usually spend about $5,000 on training and leadership courses a year. But in a period of financial struggle, I wouldn't invest in those things to that level, or perhaps not at all. So once you've labelled your fixed and variable costs, calculate what the monthly total of costs is for fixed costs that need to keep being paid, regardless of if there is revenue coming into your business. A large chunk of this will be your pay and the pay of your staff, including superannuation, and also any rent and insurances that you pay. And then calculate the variable costs that you are likely to have to pay for however many number of months, even if revenue stops coming in. By this, I mean there might be variable costs that you pay in arrears that just because revenue slows or stops this month doesn't mean that you won't have to still pay for those costs in the next few months. All right, so number two step would be to work out the liabilities or cash outflows that you need to pay for that may not be captured by your fixed and variable cost analysis. So for example, bills from historical transactions that you haven't paid for yet and bank loans that you're servicing or any tax debt that you have and you've been paying off for a while and still have to keep paying off for a while into the future any lease financing for vehicles or equipment that you have, and any large leave balances for staff, be it annual leave or long service leave that you might have to pay out. Some of these types of payments might get missed when you look at your expenses on your profit and loss report. So it's really important still that they are considered when creating a cash safety net so that you don't default on your loan or your lease payments in times of revenue downturn, which would add more stress to your already stressful unforeseen situation. 
So the third step is determine the time frame you need the safety net for. As I mentioned earlier, I've heard three months thrown around as a suitable duration for a safety net. I've also heard six months. And for a medium or large organization or one with a lot of staff and liabilities, then the longer the better. Perhaps even 12 months if you're servicing debt might be what you need to aim for with a cash safety net. Cash is king and everyone feels better if they have lots of it. But I encourage you to really consider your own business when coming up with a time frame and you don't need to catastrophize. If you're running a service business that's fairly simple and you only have one staff member and no debts, then chances are you're not going to need three months of expenses saved for a rainy day. Rather, one to two months might be enough for you, for you to breathe and claim headspace before working out your next best business move, should something unforeseen happen. This might look very different for a product-based business with stock purchase commitments. And as I mentioned before, if you have debt to service or lease financing that you need to service, then that's really going to change your cash safety net considerations. In my case, I've decided two months is plenty. My business has no debt and we have a bit of discretionary spend that I could easily turn off if I needed to. My main concern is being able to comfortably pay my staff and contractors and knowing what month of the year all of my annual software subscription payments fall into as they can really make or break the bank in those months that they fall due. And please note that this is a safety net concept to give you room to get your business back on its feet when the unexpected happens. It isn't a calculation of how much cash you would need to pay off all of your debts and your creditors and close your business down. That's a separate topic entirely. We're just looking at a safety net to give you headspace and breathing space if you need it so that you don't feel on a hamster wheel of your business when really you need to be taking a step back to reconsider things in unforeseen events. So the fourth step is put the safety net funds in a place where you can't and won't touch them. This would ideally be in a savings account of their own if you're open to having multiple bank accounts or having the safety net be a level of your business transaction account or other savings account, such as say a tax savings account, that you never go below. Once you know that your safety net is a certain amount, say it's $20,000, then you will know at a glance of your accounts whether you have those funds saved and feel confident that your business is storm ready. That's what I do in my case, actually. I've only got two bank accounts, a tax savings and a transaction account, and I just know I need to keep my transaction account at a level of $20,000 plus whatever cash I need every week, which I reference from my cash flow forecast. So that's fine for me, but if you're someone that isn't as good with your numbers or good with not touching your bank accounts, then maybe having a separate account would work best. The fifth and final step is to review and adjust your safety net calculations regularly. And by regularly, I mean maybe every six months. Like any financial target or metric, you shouldn't just set and forget something. Changes in expenses, market conditions, the risks that you're taking in your business at that time and so forth may warrant adjustments to your savings goals. Okay, so they're the steps, but now you might be thinking, well, how do I come up with that money, this safety net money? If you have a high profit cash positive business, then coming up with your safety net might be pretty simple and just involve sweeping excess cash into a savings account for a few months to grow your safety net with relative ease. For a less high profit cash positive business, then coming up with a safety net might require forced saving. 
Some tactics that I've seen here is the founder or director foregoing their pay for a couple of pay runs in order to leave cash in the business or running a promotion or launching a program to bring in an influx of cash, which can then be swept aside as a safety net or just methodically saving a few thousand dollars or whatever the right amount is for a few months to come up with the safety net. And I want to note how important it is to be sure to separate the safety net from your tax savings. So tax savings, which I talk about in many of my podcasts, are those savings of funds which you know are not yours to keep. GST, for example, needs to be paid to the Australian Taxation Office at least every quarter. And you can work out the GST you need to save for this payment by tracking the GST you collect on your sales less the GST you pay on your expenses. An income tax, in the case of a company structure, can be estimated and calculated as 25% of company profit. So you can track this as the financial year unfolds so that come tax time there are no surprises. And for personal tax, if you're in a partnership or a sole trader business structure, you can estimate this by tracking the profit of your business or the profit that is going to be distributed to you from that business and checking what personal tax bracket you're going to fall into as a result of that profit to estimate your tax. So whilst I always encourage entrepreneurs to know their numbers and sweep tax savings into an account that they don't touch until payments need to be made, these savings are not a business safety net. These tax savings will need to be paid away regardless of whether revenue stops coming into your business due to unforeseen circumstances. These tax savings are to settle historical outcomes of your business transactions. And the safety net that I've been referring to throughout this episode is different and in addition to those tax savings. And the last point I want to make is as important as savings are and as much comfort as they bring you the business owner, knowing that you can weather any financial storms that come your way, it's still important for growing your business to spend money. Investing in team and software and training and systems and even taking on debt if relevant to your situation are all part of the business journey and growing your business. Having a safety net does not negate the need to spend money in your business. Managing your saving and your spending activities effectively is the ultimate goal. Well, that brings me to the end of this episode. I hope I've inspired you to give some thought to having a cash safety net in your business and why it's going to make you sleep better at night, knowing that you don't have to let go of staff or stop paying yourself if revenue took a downturn or stopped completely for a period. Coming up with the right amount for your business is a customized activity and what is right for your peers' business may not be the right thing for your business and your personal circumstances. I encourage you to take some time to consider what your business safety net is and start putting money towards it today. And if you've already got one, go you, you're ahead of the game and doing awesome. And once you have your safety net, don't touch it until the day comes that you need to, if it comes. Hopefully it never will. Wishing you a wonderful week and I will catch you next time. 